Welcome to another episode of the Called Bank Podcast. We've had a little bit of a break here because of All-Star Weekend. We had a live stream for the All-Star Game, and we actually missed out on the live stream for the Rockets game last night, which is all on me. Um, I, I kind of took that All-Star break and it was spring break for school, and I went and visited family in Florida. And so I was still in Eastern time, and the game was over at 11, and that was way too late for me. So uh, I was planning on doing it, but uh, a ten-minute power nap. That, yeah, a that, ten-minute power nap turned at. into turned into all night. So, so we'll, we'll touch <laughs> on the game tonight, uh, or or not tonight, but this today episode. in this episode. Uh, it, it was like honestly, I don't know how much we want to go into it. The Jazz won. They let the Rockets back in a little bit, but it was a solid win. The whole Rockets roster was out. So, <laughs> yeah. But, Everyone yeah. and their dog was not able to play last night for the Rockets. It was just, I mean, it's one of those games where it reminded me a lot of the infamous game um, last season where the Nuggets had seven players and beat the Jazz, which, so these games always give me a bit of pause and <laughs> the Jazz definitely let the Rockets back in it a bit. But I mean, the they've been off for what at this point, 10, 12 days. So getting back into rhythm and having some issues. Um, but I, I don't really expect to see this. This isn't indicative of anything that's going to happen for the second half of the season. I think the jazz will, um, get back in rhythm tomorrow against golden state and then continue to be dominant. Yeah, I agree. And, and this is a, I think it's nice that we got a, a good win against the Rockets to start off. Um, and obviously you said it was a good break. Um, but we talked about all-star game. Now we can in that live stream. I think it was a fun all-star weekend. I didn't pay much attention to it. I'm super happy. Mike Conley made it. Uh, I thought that was not going to happen, but there was a last minute call, but now, now we can kind of focus on the rest of the season. This is going to be the, uh, the playoff push for some teams for the jazz. It's going to be doing everything they can to hold on to that first seed. And, and so what are, and, and so they've, we weren't really expecting them to make any moves. They did sign Ilyasova, so we can talk about that. But before we get into that, like, what are you expecting from the Jazz during the second half? Any major changes or just kind of more of the same? You know, I'm expecting more of the same. I've heard some names on the buyout market that like the Jazz could maybe get a deal with. I do think they have a lot going for them this year. I don't know if they'd be able to pick up anyone for um, multiple seasons on a cheap deal. But, you know, I mean, Blake Griffin went to the Nets after getting bought out by Detroit because he wants to win a chip. Um, and you're going to have other players. And Utah this year is an appealing option. You can sign a contract for a million dollars, you know, um, kind of sit on the bench and possibly, like, add some value to the team. So depending on how the buyout market goes, I could see the Jazz um, picking up one more, one more player. I believe their roster is currently at 14. And you can be up to 15. If I'm wrong on my knowledge of that, please let us know in the comments. But they can pick up one more person. So I expect them to kind of like be kind of sparing with what they do. But I could see some, a name, a big name that you don't expect kind of coming here for a million dollars just to sit out the season and possibly bring some help off the bench, which I feel like would just be kind of exciting for the jazz, for jazz fandom to see someone, you know, come and, try to make a push for that this year. I think that would be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it's the Jazz have not gotten like a big name free agent in I don't know how long, unless they're just re-signing someone. But if if like you probably don't have a specific name, but what kind of player do you think the Jazz should sign? Do you think they should just go for the most talent and not really worry about position or fit, or do you think there's a, a kind of another piece in the puzzle that would help the Jazz um, do better for this last stretch? So one thing that we'll talk a bit more about when we talk about Ilya Sova is that shores up the Jazz at power forward. Like he's a quality player who will hopefully get into the offense. He's defensively sound. Um, so like now you have a bit more depth at that position. So right now at center, unless I'm missing anyone and maybe someone else is on the roster, we have Gobert and Favors. So, I mean, Drummond is a name. He's probably going to go to a contender, uh, to someone who people have a bit more confidence in than the jazz. Like I believe the Lakers want him. So he, I, I think he'd go there over Utah. I think but, the Celtics would be a good fit for him as well. Yeah. Getting that, um, getting a good center and they might pay him more. So, but looking at it, like if the jazz were able to pick up a defensive minded center, just as a third string, someone like who sees minutes in dead time, you know, to basically replace Doak um, just because Doak doesn't have the experience and through no fault of his own. That That's what I'd like to see that roster spot be just because, you know, if favors goes down, then we're in trouble. If go bears goes down, no matter who we have as a backup, we're in trouble, but like, at least we have a backup at that point. So I'm just really concerned about the jazz depth at center right now, just based on injury, because as we saw, you know, Joel Embiid, the reason I haven't been high on the Sixers for the whole season is I've been saying, as sad as it is, Joel Embiid's great, but he's injury prone. So just wait. And now he hyperextended his knee and he might not be back for a long time. Like things can happen. And Gobert, thankfully, isn't as injury prone as other centers. But I really would want to see um just a bit more surety there. Like if something were to happen that the Jazz wouldn't just be completely hung out to dry. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. And that's I wonder if that's what they're trying to do with the Ilyasova signing. But Ilyasova is not a center. Like he's, he's like you might see him play minutes at center if they're just testing out a small ball lineup. But um, yeah, yeah the, the Jazz are are a little bit weak at center. Even yeah, though he's like, six nine, so they have two so great play, be, players for center. Yeah, yeah, that would be super small ball, which the Jazz could switch to. I mean, it, I would love to see them experiment with it. Like last night, they let the Rockets back in it. it that was in part because they went to a two-three zone. Um, I believe it was a two-three zone, and were messing around with it. And from my understanding of the radio call, did an absolutely horrendous job of playing zone. But if you're gonna try to um, implement zone into your repertoire, it definitely makes sense to do it against an undermanned Rockets team instead of trying to do it in a game where the other team has a lot more firepower to be able to um to be able to try to snipe you down. Yeah, and and that makes sense. And I'm I'm glad that they experimented. It did kind of suck that the Rockets came back into it. Um because like like you said before we started recording, it would have been fun to see Ilya Soviet get a few minutes in that game, but yeah, they, I mean, to be. that was my hope is that um, last night the Jazz would be up by 20 with like six, four, four to six minutes left and you're going to see Ilyasova get some minutes. But hopefully that'll come soon. Um, 
I don't know. Looking at the schedule, we Golden State, Boston, Washington, Toronto, Chicago. So maybe Toronto, Chicago, especially if Toronto has decided to um be sellers um within the week, which could definitely happen. I wouldn't be surprised if we see um them trade away some of their bigger pieces and try to start the rebuild just with how rough this year has been. I think it would be a bit premature um, based on the fact that they're in Florida and that could just be causing a slew of issues that we don't really understand, but we'll see. Um, I don't know when the, when he'll be able to get some minutes coming up since even the bad teams um, have good pieces and have shown that they're able to, that they're able to come out. I mean, they're all professionals, so they're going to play that way. Yeah, and I I like the yeah I like the schedule that the Jazz have coming up. They do. It's like a mix of like decent bad teams. They have a couple bad teams mixed in, and then some good teams in there. Um, one that I'm I'm really hoping like everyone's health. Uh, like at least more people are healthy because I know the Nets have been having some injury issues, but at least more people healthy. I'd love to see the Jazz play like a more healthy Nets team, especially yeah. now that the Nets are like. I feel like with the Blake Griffin acquisition, if Blake Griffin stays healthy, um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the Nets are not the favorites in the East, and and that if the Jazz keep up this level of play, make it into the finals, this might be a championship like preview. I, I- yeah, I think it could be. I'm most concerned, I think, about Brooklyn um, more than I am any other team because the Jazz, as they've shown with their two games against the Bucks, are built to beat the Bucks. Um, the Bucks have really just had one of the best defenses in the NBA over the last few seasons, doing something that's crazy by allowing teams to take the three. And the Jazz are going to love if you allow them to take the three. So they've been able to do pretty well against Milwaukee. Um, Boston's good, but they, even with Tatum and Brown and Kemba, that's just not the level of ISO power that you have with Harden, Irving and Durant. So I just, the jazz defense is great, but they don't have three players that you can guard Durant, um, Irving and Harden at the same time. I feel like, so We'll see what happens in that Brooklyn game. I really do hope that's a full health. Um, I am concerned about rest going into it because so the Jazz are going on a five-game road trip starting tomorrow at Golden State. So let me put this into perspective. They're flying to California to play a game in California. Then they're flying to Massachusetts to play a game in um, Boston. Then they're going to D.C., which is like a nice little jaunt, not too far. Okay, then they're going to Toronto. But Toronto is playing in Florida. So now they're flying all the way down to Florida and then they're flying to Chicago. Lots of the time when you have road trips, they try to be like a bit more, let's stick you in one spot. The Jazz are literally going to make a cross country like circle. So this is going to be rough. And then they have to fly back to Utah yeah, from Chicago. And get one day break and then play Brooklyn. So I there's some concern for me just based on like, level of exhaustion and thankfully golden state's not going to be that bad and washington and toronto shouldn't and washington toronto and chicago should be relatively easy unless of course you know beal and westbrook go off which has happened so coming for up on this road trip like i think the jazz will go four and one three and two worst case scenario 
Um, but it's just going to be a long road trip for them. Oh, and I forgot the most important part. Washington, Toronto is a back to back. So you're flying from <laughs> Washington, DC all the way to, um, Tampa Bay, which, yeah, so that, that, that'll just be an interesting, an interesting road trip coming up and hopefully it doesn't wear the jazz out too much. Yeah. I'm like you said, it's nice that like the back end of that, those last three games should be pretty easy wins. Then again, yeah. there's talent on all of those teams. Um, the Bulls less so, but the Wizards have all-star caliber players. The Raptors have all-star caliber players. So it'll be fun. I'm I'm also really excited for the Warriors game tomorrow. Obviously, like the Warriors, I feel like are playing better than most people expected them to after Clay Thompson got injured. But I think it's just always fun to play Steph Curry. And I think even when the Warriors were like, like kind of right before they got Durant, when that team was just like on their like 70, what was it, like 73 win season? 73, yeah. Yeah, the, the Jazz, I think they lost them twice, but both games were really close. So, and yeah. obviously that was a different Jazz team, uh, some similar core pieces though. So I feel like uh, it's it's always a fun matchup with the Warriors and Jazz, and I think they they always make yeah. it a fun game. I think the close games um, were on back to backs, if I'm not mistaken, where um, the Jazz got to play the Warriors on the end of the back to back with full rest. So that definitely helped the Jazz, but it is fun. And Steve Kerr has said, I believe, excuse me, sorry, Steve Kerr has said that he believes that everyone still um, has a target on their back. Which I believe, I believe that's a bit of a cocky thing to say, but I think it's true. Just that after the Warriors were dominant for so many years and could be dominant when Clay, when Clay comes back, that you definitely like want to beat them now, so you can at least kind of like avenge in some way the terrible losses you had to them for like a four or five year span. Mm-hmm. I I want to see Mike Conley and Steph Curry have a three point two out inside that game. <laughs> oh my gosh. That and was Conley should win this one. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally get the addition of the Mountain Dew ball to um add that deep three. But like Steph hit less three pointers right on the line than Conley did in both of the rounds. Conley hit more shots, but that that range that Steph has is just something special. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like this has kind of been a little bit everywhere. Um Ilya Sova, let's uh, yeah, Ilya Sova. Let's dig Ilya deeper Sova. into that. Um, so my thoughts, I, I'll like my thoughts when I first heard the signing was like strong bench addition. He can come off the bench, grab a few rebounds, hit a few threes, and and he's another veteran that um, I don't think he's had like I don't I don't know how many times he's made it like deep runs in the playoffs. Obviously he's been playing with the bucks for a few seasons before this. So he's had experience there. So I think he'll be a good locker room guy because he's been in the league a while and they're going to look to him to just kind of be the stand in the corner, hit a few threes. And then on defense, just make sure you get the defensive rebounds when you're in kind of guy. And and that's, that's a really important role especially when it comes to playoffs, because you don't want to have to have your stars having to do all the scoring and have your stars get all the rebounds. 
And so having someone else who can do that uh, a little bit when they come off the bench is huge. Yeah. One thing that I was hearing, um, I believe I heard James Hansen specifically talk about this, and it makes a lot of sense, is he um, doesn't shoot the three nearly as well as um, Bojan, but he still, like, his career three-point percentage is just over 36%, which is respectable. Yeah. yeah, like, if you're standing in the corner, you have to watch for that. So, Like, the other team can't just leave him there. So he allows you to bring that spacing, and he brings you a lot more um, defense than Bojan, than Bojan brings. So while you're still obviously going to start Bojan and hopefully get him hot, and if he's hot, he's going to be playing, and he can help put the game away early with his offense. But down the stretch, you have enough offense um, with Gobert, Conley, um, Mitchell, um, with those three on the court, that if you want to put Royce O'Neal and um, Ilya Silva in to play some defense that you can um, have a bit more lockdown D towards the end of the game. Bojan has been exposed this year, to say the least. And frankly, he's still not nearly as productive as he was last year. There's still part of me that's just concerned that that's because Conley's doing better. He's not getting the ball as much, but I'm hoping I'm wrong on that. So this really allows you to, if he's able to get into the offense um, and like be on the team, that he could honestly come down in close games playing the last three to four minutes to just help lock down the other team, which Mm -hmm. would be really exciting and would be a piece that would help the Jazz a lot, I feel like. And one thing that having Ilyasova on the roster, it opens up an opportunity for the Jazz to kind of test out, is they can can now try a five-out offense where you have Ilyasova playing a stretch five, Bojan playing a stretch four, and then you have, uh, I don't know who you want, Mitchell, Conley, and Clarkson, or or O'Neal, or whoever you want to put out there. And then yeah. everyone can shoot threes. And and so then that will really space out the floor, and you get a couple cutters, and you might get some easier buckets in the paint that way. So I I, I don't know if that will be an like super successful for the Jazz, but I want to see them test it out, because that could be something really cool if you play that five minutes a game. Yeah, that would be really cool. I think, I think it's. I think that's an interesting thought. I don't think I could see Coach Quinn ever doing it. Um, I just feel like there's too much of an investment in Rudy Gobert and in Derek Favors this season, um, for it to for them to do it. And with that lineup, I just don't know how the Jazz would play defense. Yeah, you. I, I get you, the. You'd offense. lose your post presence a ton on the defensive yeah. end. Yeah, but Gobert is the reason the Jazz are the number two defense, and Derek Favors. While statistically, I think there's they're not as good as you thought they um they'd be this year percentile wise with him in there. Like being able to play the drop big, which is what the whole league plays basically, um, just just allows that level of consistency with the players. So I'm just not sure what defense I'd want to see them play. The only reason, like. If they were playing the small ball rockets of last year, which um, just kind of hurt Gobert sometimes, I could maybe see that happening. So I could see them doing this in response to what another team does, but I wouldn't see the Jazz um, going out and and being the one who instigates the small ball lineup. Yeah, and if it does happen, it's probably going to be a 
you need to get Gobert to rest a little bit more this game. You're already up by 20. Let's just throw it out there and see what happens kind of thing. And yeah. if, if it happens, I would doubt you'd ever see it in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, no. I, after the Houston Rockets series, I, I wonder how much innovation we're ever going to see in a playoff series from the Jazz. Um, I mean, that series, even though that it was a gentleman sweep, like Donovan's shots fall, a couple of shots from Donovan fall, and then you're in game six, you know? Um, if you don't have the performances you had in games one and two, then, you know, the Jazz could win that series. And a lot of that was due to trying to guard Harden in a new way that worked towards the end. But I think you're going to see a lot more. Let's stick with what we've done, which is part of the reason why they tried the zone last night is to, you know, see if they can get it going, see if they can practice that in the second season, in the second half of the season, and possibly use it in the playoffs instead of trying to implement it in the playoffs and then doing what they did last night and just not yeah. not playing it well at all. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode. It was kind of a little bit of everywhere. This is more of our thoughts of what happened, what will happen in the second half of the season, Ilyasova, and any signings that we might have. Uh, real quick, before you exit out of this video, make sure that you leave a comment and let us know if there's any players that you think the Jazz should go after, if there's if there's kind of a piece that would fit uh, with this Jazz to make them an even better team than they are now. Yeah, and, and we're also in the process of um, considering and looking at doing some stuff on TikTok. So if that's something you'd enjoy, let us know in the comments. Let us know what you'd like to see us do. And um, just we're trying to create some more fan contact. So um, we're, we're excited for the opportunities that TikTok offers. And we just would love to hear your thoughts before we get going on that. And thanks again for joining us. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Go Jazz!